Well, I don't feel like I'm a part of the everyday American society, and I don't want to be, let me tell you. Okay? I do my damnedest to tear it down. A governor's task force has determined that punk rockers are society's new subversives and must be treated as such. Taxation is theft. Oh! God damn it, motherfucker! We're talking peace, love, and honor. How's it going lads and ladies? I'm BR and I hate feds and today is Wednesday the 8th of December 2021 and I'm a day late on recording because this month is fucking crazy and hectic for me and we're gonna try and squeeze this one out tonight but oh my lord there's so much news happening I had to cover it and I'm glad I'm doing it a day late because there's a lot going on but anyway in this episode we will be covering uh, day seven of Ghislaine Maxwell's trial the we fucking know who she is the fucking girlfriend of uh of that creepy cunt jeffrey epstein who didn't kill himself um we'll also be covering boris johnson taking plan b <laughs> um so effectively britain has new covid rules because omicron or unicron or whatever the fuck is so dangerous um, even though it hasn't killed anyone yet, but we'll get into that in a minute. And also, a Republican forgets what year it is, and threatens to rain destruction on Russia, and use first-strike nuclear weapons if Russia invades Ukraine, which is something they've been doing since 2014, so fuck knows what he's on about. Anyway, all of that we'll get into, and then I've got some great questions from you guys. So, squeezing as much as we can into this episode, uh, starting right with Ghislaine Maxwell. So, I hadn't covered the trial yet, Primarily because nothing too of note had come out yet. It was just kind of setting up. I mean, it was just shit that we already knew. Um, including the fact that no one was going to be covering it. No one. There's fucking so few outlets actually covering it. And then, the, it's just a really fucky trial. Like, there's... So, Carl Rittenhouse was like an O.J. Simpson-level trial where the whole nation was paying attention to some fucking peasant boy who shot three other peasant boys. And, uh, but, but when it's one of the, you know, one of the powerful people on trial for serious international sex trafficking with ties to the royal family, um, the American presidency, uh, fucking financiers of all sorts of different countries, um, Saudi royalty, fucking hell, and then there's a bunch of fucky stuff with, uh, British, American, and Israeli intelligence that Epstein might have been involved in, and, uh, well, it, it certainly seems to be the fucking case, and a big part of why none of this is getting covered, and, uh, because there's so many, the whole point of what Epstein was doing, he was building up a network of compromising people, and then exploiting them in, you know, for his own gain, as well as enjoying fucking kids. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> that is how you build a collection of human assets. You compromise them, 
and then you have evidence against them. So why the fuck would this be broadcast far and wide? Of course it's not going to be. It's way too damaging, if it was even done correctly. And if you've seen the judge for this case, you fucking know it's not being done correctly. What's... Oh, I, I didn't even realize it was a fucking... Uh, lady, it's, uh... So, United States District Judge Allison Nathan, who looks like, uh... Like a 50-something, tennis-playing white man, uh, was appointed to the federal bench by former President Barack Obama in 2011. Prior to serving as a federal judge, she clerked for the late Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens, worked as counsel for the Attorney General of New York, and was an associate White House counsel and special assistant for Obama. So, absolutely no conflicts of interest. Nah, absolutely fucking none. When we have mentions of Clinton being uh, a big-time associate of Epstein and one who traveled with him frequently. Oh yeah, we're going to have someone who worked uh, alongside and, um, I guess, within the White House. That's fucked. That should disqualify you. But it's, it's a federal court. And so it's fucking weird. Alright, so I I don't know I, I I personally believe that Judge Nathan here is gonna be it, it really doesn't help that her last name is a male first name. It's gonna make it all kinds of confusing. But whatever. Um it really doesn't help. So I think they're giving a an appearance of hardballing. So apparently they denied Maxwell bail on four occasions because she's a flight risk. Um, and also uh, permitted prosecutors to use the word victim when discussing Maxwell's accusers, thank fuck, and allowing those accusers to testify anonymously using pseudonyms. Although, uh, one of the male lawyers for Ghislaine Maxwell has addressed um, the accusers with the, by their real names multiple times in the trial already. So, that in itself is fucked. That that should really, in my opinion, push this to be a mistrial. If you're gonna break the fucking rules on such a delicate case on, on and such a high profile one, like how fucking dare you? What a fucking they they're filthy cunts. And you know, of course they're gonna be like a bougie defense team because she's got the resources. Um anyway, I'm gonna get fucking lost in the sticks here, just just with my rich people hate because they're fucking bastards, like, th these aren't just rich people, these are blood-sucking, vampiric, like, fucked-up rich people, I mean, clearly, you know, <laughs> so, the kind of wealth they have access to, it's not just, I don't know, your mum's cousin's uncle or some shit who, who struck it big and, and figured it out with his car dealership, and he's, you know, living pretty comfortably, and you kind of wish your family was closer to him, no, 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 these are people you have no connection to. You do not know anyone with this kind of wealth. You haven't even, like, personally, not through news or culture, you haven't fucking heard of these people because they don't exist in our world. <laughs> they are the closest thing to Alex Jones's interdimensional demons because they're fucking off on private islands and yachts and, you know, rubbing shoulders with people like Bill Gates, etc. without ever being heard of. They're just fucking invisible and disgustingly rich. 
the kind of the kind of money that could almost make me a socialist if I wasn't, you know, not brain dead. Anyway, so so far in her trial, so notably some evidence shown found so evidence found during the Epstein raid, so the raid of his New York mansion, the one that had, I believe, uh, the painting of Bill Clinton in the the infamous blue dress, which is a, of itself is basically like. You know, it's saying, this is what I do, I've compromised Bill Clinton, but, like, summed up in a, in a piece of art. I mean, thinking about basically what his tactics were to, to do what he did, he compromised people. And so to have such a bold piece of art, Clinton, especially for the time period that Epstein was particularly rampant, like the late 90s, early 2000s, um, I, think, I think he kind of, he probably chilled out a little bit more towards, like, the present, by, um, from what the evidence has shown, most of his accusers were, like, early 2000s and stuff, so, the crown jewel of his fucking compromised people, you know, US President Bill Clinton, why the fuck wouldn't it be? Uh, but anyway, so, during the Epstein raid in New York, uh, included a tub full of hard drives, over 20,000 physical and digital photos, diamonds, cash, an Austrian, an Austrian passport listing a different name with a Saudi Arabian address. And, but here's the really fucky thing and where it gets much more complicated. Um, when the FBI seized these hard drives and CDs, storing images, they appeared with corresponding FBI evidence tags already present on them suggesting FBI and law enforcement officials had already been in possession of, reviewed, and returned Epstein's hard drives. Now, that is some... That's some weird shit right there. And we know that Epstein had a history of being, you know, reported in various ways and then just getting away with it through deep fucking corruption, whether it was local cops uh, in Florida, I believe, where he had his... um, another one of his houses where he, he was abusing girls, uh, or elsewhere. And so he had a lot of influence over law enforcement itself. And where it gets fucky is, all right, so where does Epstein's influence end? And instead of being Epstein, you know, like, sure, he can pay off, you know, higher-ranking local cops and stuff, but at a certain point, it's not like the FBI is being paid off by Epstein. No, the FBI is trying to protect who, like, their fucking guys. The people who are in power right now, making things work out in the way they want, kind of. The people who are making the plan, the progressing society in a way that is, you know, part of their kind of mission statement and what they're trying to do. And when you're compromising these guys, because they're all only monkeys, they all want to do fucking disgusting shit. Uh, when you when you compromise them, and you threaten the the grander scheme, you know it's like, oh, well, you've made one of our puppets um, ineffective, and and now we have to defend him against that. So, you know, when there when there's compromises at this kind of this tier of a level, the FBI. I'm sure, is stepping in and saving powerful people embarrassment and, uh, you know, an extension of that, their own power, because their own power comes from people's faith in the, the overall system. And someone like Epstein can absolutely, you know, if 
if all of his stuff actually came out the way it should, it's not going to, guys. Spoiler alert. Um, you know, it, it it would take away from their power. And so they quite happily, I'm sure, have looked over little things here and there and given him little slaps on the wrist at best. Anyway, the uh, the Maxwell trial is kind of... I don't know what to expect from it, if I'm honest, because she's probably going to be a sacrificial lamb, um, but I think the way the trial is going to go is they effectively minimize the involvement of who el- whoever else was in those flight logs and whoever else was flying. They're going to get Maxwell probably, you know, at least at least several decades, if not life, on sex trafficking trafficking charges. They don't give a fuck about her. They'll gladly sacrifice her. It doesn't fucking matter to them. But um, they will absolutely not be indicting anyone who's, uh, you know, who's connected to this. It'll be like, oh yeah, it's a real question. We should. We really need to, you know, figure out what's going on here in the bigger picture. And fucking that'll be it. There'll there'll be some awful fucking distraction that keeps us moving, and this will just be another weird conspiracy that, you know, we don't really hear too much about. Maybe there'll be a few other sacrificial lambs of undesirables amongst the elite, but for the most part, I can't see it changing too much. Uh, And I, you know me, I I like to be an optimist. I, but I'm just being fucking realistic. But anyway, the next part, um, I've basically covered all of the bits that the the mainstream wouldn't, so I'll just give you kind of a, I'll I'll give you a little bit of a temperature check uh, with what NBC News covered of the trial. For anyone who's a bit squeamish about, you know, uh, sexual assault kind of shit, feel free to skip like 30, I don't know, a minute, a minute or two ahead. I'm just gonna read out this article. It's not too bad, but it's, you know, gropey and shit. And and it's just fucking gross because it's kids. But anyway, so this is from NBC News by Tom Winter, Adam Rice, and Corky C. Masco. Fucking hell, that's, that's a name. <laughs> um, one of the women who says she was a minor when she started having sex with Jeffrey Epstein testified Tuesday that Ghislaine Maxwell personally inspected her body. So this basically gives context to, like, her exact role. Her defense is basically trying to say that Maxwell had nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein's crimes, and, you know, he hung himself, <laughs> so it's all over. But anyway. She came in and felt my boobs and my hips and my buttocks and said I had a great body for Mr. Epstein and his friends, the woman who is being identified as Carolyn, said at Maxwell's child sex trafficking trial in New York City. Carolyn initially said she was 14 and later said she was 13 when she was introduced to Maxwell and Epstein by Virginia Roberts' That's some French shit. Um, Another woman who says the couple sexually abused and trafficked her. We were going to her friend's house on Palm Beach Island, and we were going to meet one of her wealthy friends, and I was going to give a massage, Carolyn told the court. Once they were there, Carolyn said, Jeffrey stripped stripped off her clothes while she remained in her bra and panties, and they both began massaging Epstein. 45 minutes later, Carolyn said Epstein turned over and began having sex with Jeffrey. I, I'm probably fucking up that name. I was sitting on the couch right in front of them, she said. Carolyn said she went back over a hundred times to Epstein's mansion, where she had sex with him and sometimes with another woman. She said she'd also posed for nude pictures. Maxwell would call and set an appointment time, she said. Asked by Assistant U.S. Attorney Maureen Comey why she kept going back, 
Carolyn answered because I needed the money. Weeping at times, Carolyn said she stopped visiting the mansion after she had a baby in March 2004. She said that when she tried to go back, she was rejected because I became too old. I was 18, she said. Maxwell, 59, is accused of helping Epstein recruit and sexually abuse four underage girls, mostly in the 1990s. She has pleaded not guilty to all six charges. And her defense team, as I was saying, her defense team contends that she is being prosecuted because the government cannot go after Epstein, a convicted sex offender who hung himself, hanged himself, I, I always forget which is the correct one, hanged himself in a New York City jail two years ago as he awaited trial on sex tra trafficking charges. So, <clears throat> yeah, gets into the, the details of her involvement a bit more, which, you know, you kind of... From, from all the information that came out before, we kind of knew what the fuck she was doing, but it's just more, yeah, a little bit more detail none of us fucking needed, but hey-ho, um, Christ, I think I'm gonna light my joint before I wrap up the news at this rate, but we'll, uh, we'll try and muscle through it. <clears throat> so, in other news, uh, Plan B. So, Britain is going back to working from home and masks in England. So... People in England are being asked to work from home again, if possible, and face masks will be compulsory in most public places. Compulsory. That's, a, that's such a fucking British word. It's like one of their favorites. Oh, it's compulsory. I am compelled to by the threat of violence. Uh, in most public places as part of new rules to limit the spread of Omicron, which hasn't fucking killed anyone. Hasn't killed fucking anyone. According to, to the like, Chinese-influenced World Health Organization, for Christ's sake. COVID passes will also be needed to get into nightclubs and la large venues from next week. So I'm never gonna go out in England again. <laughs> well, I guess I could get a fake one. And I probably will. Um, you can quote me on that. British customs. Fuckheads. Uh... Boris Johnson announced the government was moving to its backup plan of extra COVID rules at a news conference. It's not a lockdown, it's plan B, the Prime Minister said. Ugh, fuck me. He said moving to the tougher measures was the proper, the proportionate and responsible thing to do. Mr. Johnson said, more is still being learned about new variant Omicron and the picture might get better, but that it could lead to a big rise in hospitalizations and therefore sadly in deaths. He said the new variant was growing much faster than Delta, and early analysis suggested cases could be doubling every 2.5 to 3 days. You know what? That's really fucking good news, because it means a really weak version of the virus is going around that hasn't killed anyone, and it's really transmissible. Right now, we should be having fucking raves across the world. Like, just fucking spitting each other's faces, licking doorknobs together, and just having a good old time, you know? Some fucking, go bobbin' for apples, you know, spike the punch, all the fucking stuff. Um, it's not fucking dangerous. <laughs> uh, but anyway, here's their new rules to combat the very dangerous Omicron, Unicron, whatever the fuck. Uh, from Friday, face masks will be required in more public settings, including theatres and cinemas. Um, they don't say cinema over here, do they? But, you know, a fucking movie theater. From Monday, people will be asked to work from home where possible. From Wednesday, the NHS COVID pass will also be required for visitors to nightclubs. 
indoor unseated venues with more than 500 people, unseated outdoor venues with more than 4,000 people, and any event with more than 10,000 people. And so the NHS COVID pass is a digital, like, COVID pass thing. And the NHS COVID pass crashed hours after the Prime Minister's announcement, with users unable to download their domestic or travel passes. Uh, NHS Digital said it was investigating the issue as a priority, because they fucking rely on this little app, which is ran by the government, so people can go out and live their fucking lives. How well is that gonna go? Um, I got fucking... So, when I got randomly assaulted in England, my fucking head got smashed off concrete, and I had two black eyes. And the NHS looks at me and goes, Ah, you don't have a concussion. And we're gonna trust these motherfuckers to run a system that lets people actually go out and fucking shop. <laughs> Just do ordinary things I need to, to get by. Fucking grand idea. Why did you leave England? So many fucking reasons. Um... <clears throat> So, many of the questions the Prime Minister faced centred on the row, which, in England, that's an argument for the uncultured, uh, over the Downing Street Christmas party at the height of lockdown rules last December. So, it came out that um, down, 10 Downing Street, which is the uh, basically the White House in England, it's, it's where the Prime Minister lives and where a great deal of planning and shit outside of, uh, fuck, what's it called? <laughs> outside of parliament goes down. So there, there was video of a, a party happening there when everyone else was told to not gather with family and to just sit in your, in your fucking hole and be miserable slave. Um, so government advisor Allegra Stratton, fucking, what a pig fucking name that is, uh, who was seen with other number 10 staff joking about the party in a leaked video from last year resigned just before the news conference, saying she would always regret her remarks. Ah, so fucking funny. They only regret them when they get caught. They don't regret just fucking doing them. But literally, these people, they're living a completely different life to the peasants under them. They're just like, nah, this is fucking stupid. You know, like, we're gonna do our thing. Um, they don't, they, they just live a different life, like I was saying earlier. These are different people. These are not fucking normal people. They're fuck. I mean, when, when people say they're lizards, I'm like, basically, yeah. <laughs> You're not too fucking far off. Um, anyway. Earlier, Mr. Johnson apologized in the Commons for this video, although he said he had been repeatedly told there had been no party. Shut the fuck up, you cunt. The Metropolitan Police has now said they will not investigate the issue due to lack of evidence. Yeah, I fucking bet. If, uh, if the Capitol Police were like, Oh yeah, um, the White House was committing crimes. Like, people in the White House were committing crimes. And they, you reported that to the Capitol Police. They'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get right on that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Due to lack of evidence. Anyway, uh, literally a video of them saying the party happened. Uh, and joking about it. That, is that not enough? And, and not that I think people should be fucking, you know, spanked for having a party. But I think tyrants when they're living a different life to the one that they're enforcing on on the populace via violence and fines and all the rest of it um yeah i think that should be fucking called out and mocked the prime minister denied that the plan b announcement was 
timed to divert attention from the Christmas party, saying the government did not want to delay bringing in the rules designed to protect public health. There are currently 568 confirmed cases of Omicron in the UK, figures show. Although the UK Health Security Agency estimates... Health Security Agency? So, if you think the alphabet agencies in the US are ridiculous, take a look at the UK. You will never fucking find out how many agencies there are working for the British government. Like, if, if the British government falls, it'll be like fucking Nazis fleeing the end of the Second World War. You'll just discover pockets of them for years after, like, oh wait, the government shut down? Little fucking ticks. Anyway, so yeah, that's what fucking, that's what Britain's up to for Christmas. <laughs> uh, not very fucking fun, is it? And, um, I've just, I have, I have no patience anymore. I don't give a fuck. Anyone who's caring about being polite and not causing arguments amongst their friends anymore, it's like, guys, this shit will never end. If you allow them to fucking keep it going, they'll keep it going. No good crisis goes to waste. And the amount of shit the government's got done, they are fucking crushing it on their end right now. You are demoralized and exhausted. And yeah, so I fucking am. It's fucking shit right now. But you gotta be thinking of long-term goals. Like, yeah, we're in the bad times right now. But this shit is not sustainable. And, well, it's only sustainable if you fucking give into it and get apathetic and exhausted and and demoralized. Like, you know, it's we will all have those moments because Christ, it's demoral demoralizing and hard time. Inflation's kicking my ass. I just got a fucking raise and for what? But absolutely don't fucking just give into this and be like, well, this is, you know, this is just how shit is. Get the fuck away from it. That's all my energy is going towards right now is just saying, fuck you, no. This is not life. I will not have my fucking, my youth taken from me by the state. I mean, Jesus Christ. Absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not jaded enough yet to resign myself to being a, a miserable cunt in a rocking chair saying I told you so. I'm getting the fuck away from this and building something. Fuck their, their nonsense. Um... Oh yeah, speaking of nonsense, <laughs> um, so that Republican, uh, U.S. government official, Senator Roger Wicker, a Republican, just said on live TV, on Fox, shocker, <laughs> that the U.S. would consider, I, I don't know what it is about Fox, but it, it gives people a little bit, like Republicans, it gives them a bit too much balls and bravado, they're like, they go full propaganda when they're on Fox, and you know, of course, CNN and the rest of it is all propaganda too, but... Fox is, like, they lean into the populist shit, and it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, he said that the US would consider bombing Russian military assets and, quote, rain destruction on Russia and use first strike nuclear weapons, which, apparent, fr from what I've, from what I understand, we don't have first strike capability anymore, <laughs> or if we ever did against Russia. Um... Anyway, I'll, I'll just let you fucking listen to it yourself. Action. Uh, well, military action uh, could mean uh, that, that we stand off with our ships in the Black Sea and, and we rain destruction 
on uh, on, mil on on Russian military capability. It could mean that. It could mean that we participate. And I would not rule that out. I would not rule out American troops on the ground. We don't. Do you know we don't rule out uh, first use nuclear um, action. Uh, well, military action. Have you ever heard someone with their brain rotting more intensely? Well, I mean, the current sitting president. But, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy, he wants boots on the ground, and he wants to rain destruction down on Russia <laughs> over Ukraine. And, again, all of this is if Russia invades Ukraine. They have been invading Ukraine since 2014. <laughs> like, almost eight years ago, dude. <laughs> It's almost half the length of the fucking Afghan war. They've been fucking with Ukraine. Um, like, pretty pretty seriously. But anyway, like, regardless, that is not... That is not a US problem. It's fucked up. And, you know, I think every, every citizen in this country should have the right to send, you know, money and weapons and aid of any description they want to, uh to anyone trying to fight off Russian aggression. And, I mean, Christ, I, I would love there to be a second black army. Like, maybe there is. I mean, war is so fucking complicated these days. Christ knows what other fronts are out there. Or if there's, you know, groups trying to fight for, uh, for autonomy in that fucked up border area right now. There very well could be. Um, that sounds like a popular front kind of story, but... If, you know, if, if such a thing exists, it might just be Nazis and nationalists, for all I fucking know. And, and uh, whatever you call the, uh, the Russian Federation these days. But, probably just another evil fucking democracy. Uh, democracy used very loosely, because we all know they're chosen regardless of the, uh, how the election system works. But anyway, so that's fucking nuts. And, uh, that's a nice half hour of news. How about we do a half hour or so of fucking zany questions from you guys. Um, let's see if I still have them up. Oh, before I get into the actual questions, I got, uh, I got a pretty good DM, um, the other day that just asked me, uh, so, listen to your podcast, you talk about going in the woods, and making your kit rattle, which is something I want to do. Is Countryland the way to achieve stuff like that? I don't know where else is viable to not be bothered and go do stuff like that. I mean, ideally, you want to be doing, like, proper movement. Um, you know, not necessarily rocking, but maybe, you know, doing some basic patrolling and shit. Um, you know, just a, a little... I don't want to say a hike, but, you know, a walk in your gear. Uh, across some different terrain, maybe a, a little bit of movement, like, um... I don't know, say it's a a rope bridge across a stream or something, that's a very different movement to just your general walking. See if you're, you know, how constricting your gear is. Um, depending on the time of year, it's a great time to see if your layering system is actually adequate, or if it's, you know, if something needs to be swapped out, something, you know, it might, materials might not even work together. Some Something might slip awkwardly while you're walking, and you just have to constantly adjust it. I know uh, last time I was out, my leg strap on my well, my holster was like, it kept on coming undone. I was like, well, fuck this. I just need some um, electric tape, you know, <laughs> to, to fix the strap. And now it's no issue. 
um, I've had bags, I'm like, this is a fucked up bag, <laughs> I need to, I, I need to either find something else, get a frame for it, whatever it might be, uh, you know, it, pe people, people might first go out and think they can wear, like, G3 knee pads for, you know, 10 miles, and then realize that fucking sucks, and, uh, they figure out alternatives, you know, th there's so many different little things, so, getting out and being able to do some proper, you know, a proper walk about in your kit, and truly make it rattle, uh, I, I think that's optimum, but it's not always possible, um, and really, if it's not possible, you need to find a way to make it possible in the long run, because otherwise you're not really going to get in that quality training, uh, you know, your backyard, not, it's not, your backyard isn't a suitable replacement for getting out on some inclines and in the woods and navigating all sorts of different terrain, you know, but, you know, just for a, for a start, LARPing in your basement, <laughs> or whatever, uh, in full kit, and just kind of, you know, moving around in it, seeing how it is, that's how, I mean, it's certainly how I've always, you know, put together my plate carrier, and belts, and all sorts of stuff like that, is, uh, is doing it at home, you know, and, and just testing out every little thing, and seeing if, you know, it gets in the way of arm movements, of, of raising your rifle, and all that kind of shit, if you can reach what you need to, all your first line kind of immediate stuff, um, without taking your bag off, etc. And, you know, if you can reach everything on your person by yourself, unless you have, you know, team-oriented stuff on the back of your plate carrier, whatever it might be. So, yeah, ideally, uh, public land is best for that. Um, and, and this is why I, I told them, because... And this is why I moved out to the to the southwest of anywhere in the states. I was like, you know, instead of looking at where is optimum, you know, for for a whole litany of things, if you just look up the U.S. and government land, and just look up for the the hotspots on that map, those are going to be the cooler states. Not because you know, generally speaking, uh, because the government really sucks at policing what they own. <laughs> so if you have property or you're in a community that borders government land nine times out of ten it's gonna be really fucking easy to go out and enjoy it whether they let you or not so government land is ideal for that kind of thing um just because it's the most you know wild america left generally uh of course large you know expanses of private property are lovely to be on too but uh not all, all of us have such good fortune and then if you're back east, I mean, Jesus Christ, um, that, that there's a reason I didn't move out to the east, because, you know, everyone owns something or is built on top of each other. As far as, I, I know there's big expanses and stuff, but um, I don't know, I, I just always feel like it would be pretty highly populated. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe the um, Appalachistanis know a bit more than me. But, yeah, I mean, wide open spaces where you can actually test your kit, you know, places where you can go camping and actually, you know, gear up and go for a walk in the woods. Um, I'm, I'm not talking, like, you know, designated camp spot kind of camps. I'm talking, you know, just public land. But, again, that's... I, I have the luxury of, of being in the southwest where there's a lot of land to go and do that kind of thing. And that... those kind of areas are optimal, you know? where you can get away and not worry about someone seeing you, or you and, you know, fucking the dudes in, uh, in full kit and camo and shit, wandering through the woods with rifles and being like, oh my god, and calling some fucking rangers out to the middle of the woods. Anyway, 
So that's my that's my answer for that. So someone else asks, so are we just leaving Australia to its fate? Also Germany, Austria, and the others. Well, <laughs> sure as fuck, we're just leaving them there. I mean, we have our own fight right here in the US. People have their own fight in the UK. This shit is not like... If people don't pursue liberty, it's not gonna fucking happen. Because what is liberty? It's individualism. And it, you can't just have liberty if everyone's plugged into this system, you know? Like, it's just... <laughs> they have to want to unplug from it. And if they just keep on complying and keep on going along with it, then it's going to keep on going. Um, and, you know, of course there's people in all of those countries who are fighting against those measures, but they have to do their their part on their own turf. I mean, there's very little we can do at this point. It sounds fucking wild to even be talking about something like this, but um, truly, there is a global tyranny happening. There is a one world issue that is being used to stomp on the face of every human being on this earth that isn't in the ivory tower of government or corporate power and so yeah i mean it, we we can't go just as we couldn't really go and fight the fight for for the people in hong kong <laughs> you know what feels like all those years ago now of course we we wish the best for them of course we can send our help and and you know do what we can from a distance, but ultimately we have our own fight, and um, you know, true human liberty is hard fought for, and it just can't. You can't just give it to someone. It needs to be maintained, and tyranny constantly resisted against consciously. You can't just, you know, freedom. Freedom. I think people are very entitled to it in this country because it's used as a buzzword, like oh, freedom this, liberty that. But truly, if you want to maintain that. Every time tyranny or authoritarianism rears its ugly head, you have to fucking stomp on it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to stomp on you. And that's what we're experiencing right now. Obviously, the noose is a lot fucking tighter in places like Australia and the UK and a lot of uh, lot of European countries. I mean, the fucking Germans, they went back to fascism mighty quick, didn't they? They, they fucking like it. Uh, they really do. Um... But, yeah, like, we, unfortunately, we have our own fight, they have theirs, and what we, what, what people do in their various fights all across the world, they do inform other movements, because we're all fighting a very similar tyranny. Um, they inform others, and they can impact others. We saw uh, when Australia started tightening up, and there was actually, there was actually violence, uh, violent rioters, Guess what? A few other countries kind of stepped off for a minute. Um, they, unfortunately, the energy from those riots died down. I, I think a lot of people got arrested, and you know there was some real fucking police brutality against protesters. And then they were just as as people were getting their fucking skulls cracked, they were being called Nazis and white supremacists, which is fucking insane. Um, for for daring to speak out against against this fucking COVID tyranny. So, yeah, we, we have to fight our own fight in our neck of the woods. Um, if you really want to go, if, if you want to go and fight Australian tyranny, or German tyranny, or Austrian tyranny, or British tyranny, you get yourself a ticket, you go over there and you start, you start helping out the people in those countries. But, I mean, 
really you're going to be most effective and most useful right where you are in the community that you understand doing your part to fucking <laughs> stop this shit from from um persisting why is the dmv or city hall the best example of needless government bureaucracy um i personally i really like the dmv because like from a argument standpoint if i'm coming to you and i say oh or to, to any random American citizen. I'm like, the ATF is a tyrannical organization with no right to exist. Um, they, you know, their very job is to infringe on American rights. You know, fuck them. They, they kill people. Uh, they create boogeymen out of nothing and generally create more misery than they, than they stop from happening. And I had all the fucking data to back me up. But it's just some average Joe. I'm, you know, I don't know what level even another gun owner is at when I start talking to them. If they're going to be as rabid about their rights as I am, or if they're going to be more thuddish, or already have these neocon excuses built into their, their heads as to why it's okay for police boots to stomp on your face, but, you know, not politician boots, etc., etc. So, if I if I go in and I say, oh, the DMV, you know, fucking pointless, and, uh, and I go in about how inefficient they are, or, you know, I don't even call them pointless. Let's, let's not even go that far. If I'm just talking to someone and I'm like, the DMV is disgustingly inefficient, they waste your money, they waste your time, etc., etc., their job could be done by a little form online and a mailing system, you know? <laughs> but it's not. They Government has to drag you into their soulless little buildings and make you hate your fucking life for, like, you know, 40 minutes at best, um, more often more. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everyone's had those experiences. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter how you know, in love with government you are, even the most, like, blue dog, pro-state, <laughs> pro-state, uh, Democrat is gonna be like, ah, yeah, the DMV does, gee, golly, the DMV sucks a little bit, doesn't it? Um, so it's, it's a great example for anyone, anyone, you know, who's, like, an adult and has dealt with the DMV, if you're arguing with them about pointless government bureaucracy and waste, etc., and inefficiency. The DMV is the one example that fucking everyone will have had a bad experience with. And it's a good jumping off point. It's like, oh, well, the DMV is inefficient. Um, you know, why do you think this works the way it does? Or why do you think, you know, police are inefficient and, and wasteful and also not in our best interest for X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, wh whoever your audience is, you know, instead of Instead of jumping into something that you're passionate about, necessarily like, you know, gun rights, drug laws, whatever the fuck, autonomy, uh, taxation, whatever it is, which could be a more left or right leaning issue, the DMV is just kind of like, you know, we all fucking hate the DMV. It's, it's this nice universal issue you can start with and then go to something, you know, depending on who your audience is, um, know your audience, are they left leaning, right leaning, etc. And then, you know get to them on a point that they're passionate about and that you're also passionate about and then bring them to a point of understanding, you know, why you feel the same way about issues they might not agree with, but you feel fall under the same spectrum and same argumentation. So that's why, you know, personally, I think the DMV is a really good example for, uh, for that kind of thing. Thoughts on Maxwell case being shushed. Well, um, kind of covered it a little bit earlier, but just kind of to, to restate the fact as it's uh, topical and current, um, it's being shushed because it it serves no one, 
<laughs> no one who has control of it being, you know, a big event or not, it serves absolutely no one for this to be a big public ordeal. And like I said, I truly think they are just going to sacrifice the lamb, get slain Maxwell, she's going to get, you know, a few decades in prison, whatever, and then she's going to shut the fuck up. Maybe she'll kill herself after a few years. It'll be, it'll be a while before she kills herself, probably, if she does get prosecuted. Which I, th I think she will. I think she's going to be the sacrificial lamb. And then there's going to be a few quiet killings in the background of, of no names that you'll forget. Just like fucking Kevin Spacey's accusers all ended up dying. Look that shit up. He has some very powerful friends. He has had those people fucking killed. I would easily put money on. It's, it's not coincidental. It's creepy is what it fucking is with Kevin Spacey. But, um... Yeah, I, I think it's all, it's a lot of protection going on, and it's a lot of creepy, you know, uh, powerful people just moving a few chips on the board to stay invisible. It's fucking weird. Um, everybody talks about their wicked survival skills. Do you think you could build a chair, like, from scratch? Um, I mean, if I was in the woods and had an axe, yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm not just talking, like, nail a few stumps of wood together, I mean... It's, uh, that's something I'd really love to get into, and I, th I think that's one of those old man hobbies I'll, I'll certainly be pursuing, is like, because all of my, my dad is into woodworking kind of shit, his dad was into woodworking, and so on and so forth, they're all fucking, we've all, you know, done a lot of, uh, not pondering of the orb, but pondering of the, of the woodshop, or the, of the shed, <laughs> at the workbench, so, um, yeah, if you gave me an axe, and a few hours, and we're like, BR, don't come back from the woods without a chair, and I was like, right, off I go then, um, yeah, I think I could come back to you with a chair, I'm not sure it'll be the prettiest thing in the world, you know, first go, but I think I could do it, cutting notches in the wood and bashing it together, I'd, I'd certainly fucking give it a go, um, not a question, seen a lot of Brits change their opinions on gun ownership lately, lol, yeah, I fucking hope so. I think, um, especially with this latest push on uh, Plan B and after all the hypocrisy. So they initially saw hypocrisy from the original health minister of this current conservative government in Britain, who, I, f I fucking forgot his name, but he, uh, it, was something, it was something dumb. He was caught cheating on his wife after, like, giving out these really strict measures, and he's off fucking some other woman, and he got caught on video, and this is the most sexless, sexless man out there, um, and I, I've talked about this before on the show, um, but people saw that hypocrisy, and then he got ousted and replaced by a different health secretary, and it's like, oh, okay, the, the government's responsible again, you know, I think people could be bullshit enough back into complacency, and then they found out about this whole Christmas party the government had, like, you know, in 10 Downing Street, which, for the Americans, I, I apologize to the rest of the world, I don't have, you, you all know what 10 Downing Street is, because you have international news, but the US just doesn't, um, 10 Downing Street, basically the White House of Britain, um, <laughs> so they, they watched that hypocrisy again, and they're like, I, is this gonna, is this shit gonna keep on going, and anyone who was, I think, I don't, I don't know, because I haven't spoken to many conservative Brits since the lockdowns, and maybe I should, Maybe I should talk to more, to more Brits, but apart from Anglo, because I know his fucking opinions already. Apparently he's a Christian now. Fucking, he, he's, he, they're getting wound up over there. 
<laughs> but uh, he did a fucking 45 minute video on it. It's like, mate, I'm not going to listen. I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm not fucking listening to 45 minutes of, of how you found God during the lockdown. I, I know the answer. You're bored. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I, I think any conservative Brit who, Christ, God help them if anyone was pushed towards fascism during the lockdowns. I'm hoping most British conservative kids have uh, maybe leaned into classical liberalism because Brits are so fucking dorky about their politics, honestly. Like, the way most of them talk about it, they like all of these old traditions cause, and they're stuck in their, like, pseudo-adoration of, like, parliamentary politics and all of the old sirs and all of the history. It's like, oh, fuck all of those boring cunts. You know, honestly. I'm hoping there's been a, a shift towards um, classical liberalism, libertarianism, and kind of feeling like, you know, oh, the only thing that makes it so we have to stay inside and be afraid of our government like we're living in fucking Viva Vendetta is the fact that they have batons and guns and cages they can put us in and we have uh, a whole load of fuck all. So hopefully that's been an education for Brits. Uh, sadly, it had to come to literally 1984 for them to be able to do it. Or for, for them not do it, for them to recognize it. But um, yeah, I could certainly see that being a uh, an educational tool for them. Um, how worried should we be about feds in the group chat? Is it worth the risk? Um, always no. Is <laughs> it would be my answer? Like, in, are you actually accomplishing shit? No. Are you just posting stupid fucking memes and getting arrested for it? Like there was some jackass in Phoenix who got arrested for putting, like, boogaloo stickers on the FBI building. Fucking dumbass. What, and he got raided. What did that do for him? Nothing. What did that do for the movement? Nothing. What did that do for liberty? Nothing. Fucking idiot. Anyone who does shit like that, and doesn't achieve anything, wh what a fucking waste. Like, you made it all the way here, only to end up on a watch list, and your mum driving you to fucking 2A rallies. God fucking help you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. R really, f your focus should be getting the fuck away from feds not being them in, you know? And I'm sure they, I'm sure my shows have been listened I I know some of my shows have been listened to, and it's going to be a while before I can talk about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we through, through multiple instances... Uh, in the community, we know for a fact, you know, my podcast, other people's podcasts have been listened to, and I'm sure our groups have been, you know, we, we see weirdos all the time cropping up, talking about, hey, when's something big gonna happen? That, that, was, that was a fucking question I got in my Q&A uh, last week or the week before. <laughs> when, when are we gonna finally plan something big? It's like, dude, just because you were bored of us talking about homesteading doesn't mean the rest of us are. Fuck off. Uh, go and plan another kidnapping FBI agent. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't fucking play with feds, kids. They're boring, they stick out, and what are you doing? You, you're posting a few memes and getting arrested for it? Nah. Um, ba 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 Am I a fed if I am a fed, but I hate myself? Yes. You're, you're still a fed. Um, you're a fed until you quit your job that makes you a fed, is the, uh, the quick and painless answer on that one, my friend. <laughs> and uh, I, the, the only the only way you I would personally allow you to stop calling yourself a fed while still maintaining the job of one is if you were doing some Ron Swanson shit 
and uh, and just making your department as inefficient as possible. I would fucking full-on respect to you. And I know it exists out there. I've spoken to people all over the government <laughs> over the years who've told me they fucking hate their job and they've come to this way of thinking and they're just stuck there for a few more years because of X, Y, and Z excuses. Power to you, people. Do your fucking thing. I say get out, but uh, second best thing is uh, is just fucking around and having a good time, you know? The, the whole thing's crashing anyway. Why not fucking punch out a few windows? <laughs> it's been a long week, people. It's been a long year or two. I think we're losing it a bit. Um, Badge-wearing tards show, you, show up to haul you off to a, quote, summer camp. What's your first move? Um, the best first move is anticipating such a thing. Be very fucking, you know, and, and this is the cheating answer, but it's, fuck you, it's the one you're getting. If you're not aware enough to know, like, local intelligence and, and know that cops are going around door-to-door, um, escorting people to, uh, vacation camps. <laughs> what are they calling quarantine hotels in Britain? I saw a, a, a tattoo artist I like that. I think it's a lefty, actually, with, like, he, he tattoos, like, A-cab shit and all that kind of thing, burning cop cars, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong tag, but he's a cool guy, um, but, 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 but he's usually, like, a pretty lefty dude, and, you know, they've been very, very hot on the, the vac shit, and, and comply, 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 but in Britain, he was posting the, um, the meal that his girlfriend had in this four-star hotel, that, which is now a quarantine hotel, which sounds really, but um it it was like a styrofoam container with chopped up cooked carrot and this like miserable slice of chicken it was it just looked really fucking depressing it was like oh this is human food (laughs) um and they were paying something like 360 pounds a night or some shit for it it costs like she must have been coming into the country or whatever the the case was but (laughs) It was, uh, they're, they're paying ridiculous amounts of money to just do the thing in Britain. I feel like I went a little bit off into the woods with that one. I hope I answered that question, but I, I did light my joint, so who knows. Um, thoughts on the dude who was executed on his scooter by the Tucson police officer. Tucson police, like, I, I say Phoenix PD are fucking monsters, but Tucson police get away with, <laughs> they get away with murder. Tucson please get away with murder. I think, pretty sure you can't even fucking record the cops in Tucson. Uh, because, you know, they have their body cams, which are so reliable and never get turned off. But, uh, yeah, that whole fucking situation with, uh, in, in Tucson, so for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it was pretty fucking viral because it was so irredeemable. Um, there was a old, like, 61-year-old man in a scooter outside Walmart, allegedly, he had been shoplifting, but from what I read, he actually had a fucking receipt, and he had bought the stuff, and he was accused of shoplifting by uh, by one of the workers. Uh, <clears throat> and then there was some talk of him having a knife. I don't know if he did or not, uh, but regardless, cops roll up on him, they fucking, and there's video, they sprint across the parking lot, to a guy in a wheelchair, a 61-year-old man in a mobile scooter. 
that if, if, if you run up to within 21 feet of a guy with a knife, you know, complete capability, um, you're the aggressor, you know, you're, you're advancing, you could hold him at further range and fucking de-escalate the situation, but instead they ran up on the guy, again, in a wheelchair, it's not like he was hypermobile, and, and they fucking, like, there was pff, a third a three-second exchange is being very fucking kind to them. It, it was not that long. They run up. There's, like, a few yells. Probably... So, so, something to the effect of, you know, like, knife or some shit. And, and they unload on the guy. And the shooting is one of the most fucked up parts of the video. The guy unloads, like, seven shots. And then there's a pause. And then they put, like, another two in him. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ugh. So... Yeah, now that we're all caught up on that one for anyone who hasn't seen that fucking awful video, um, it was yeah, it was straight up murder. There was there was not even really a standoff. There wasn't even time for a standoff. He just ran up and fucking shot the guy. Um, if if a civilian did that, like you know, say say a guy is out in the parking lot and his wife's coming out of the store and she gets accosted by, um, you know, an elderly man, 61 years old, with a knife in, in his hand, but he's, he's in a wheelchair, and the guy, you know, he's carrying, he gets out of his car, sprints towards the store, pulls his gun, and within three seconds of coming up on an old man in a wheelchair, he fucking shoots it, like, unloads nine rounds in the guy. Probably wouldn't hold up in court. It probably wouldn't look very fucking good for the dude. Even though, you know, defense of an innocent, and even if the guy had a knife. You, you ran up on him, there was no attempt to, like, flee the situation when, you know, it was possible. There was not a ton of people around, it was just the employee, the, the old man, and the cops. So, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't a good shoot, for one. It was... Ugh. So the, the the cops will get away with it. The, I think the guy's been suspended, but um, that just means he'll be working down the street, and that's Tucson, or or he'll be working in fucking Phoenix. <laughs> so yeah, pretty fucking heinous shit. Yeah, I I don't think I I don't know what the fuck is up with police brutality in this country. There's no the movement got so fucked up. And people are so desensitized to it now, and there's so much shit going on. I'm, I'm like, is there going to be another police brutality movement, or is this just, do we just sit in this constant, like, mess of police brutality happening, and outrage, and us all knowing shit's not going to get done about it? <laughs> like, fuck me. Very dark shit. Let's see if we can end the show on a lighter note than that. Good God. Um, <clears throat> I'm in a militia group made of bootlickers. How do I... This is a bad one to end on. I'm in a militia group made of bootlickers. How do I best get them to face reality, or should I lone wolf? Um, absolutely don't lone wolf. Lone, like, going it alone is not the key to success. I mean, all, all effective, you know, small unit situations require, you know, a team of guys, it's, 
like combat is very very much teamwork oriented especially in uh you know if shit hits the fan situation you need you know a few a few fucking equipped people ideally um and i mean it really depends on how bootlickery we're talking it, to the point that they that it would like compromise your safety in a shit hits the fan scenario like if they're that lost <laughs> like oath keeper kind of people uh who knows but if they're you know if they're just some mega types who maybe need to see uh well a bit of a fucked up situation to get their head right in, in a real world scenario you know they would snap to it in my opinion um but how do you best get them to face reality so we, we've established you shouldn't lone wolf you should have you know tribes everything man but um i mean it, it really depends on what they are particularly bootlickery about if they're if they're still keyed into being pro-government that's one thing if they're still if they're you know say like you know maybe libertarian leaning republicans or whatever but they're they're very pro-cop um and that's kind of their big speed bump or blocking the road or outright roadblock for you at this point you need to ask them you know like what they think of cops dragging people out of their homes um dragging people out of churches and you know how that that shit can happen or has been happening in this country like what would be their line in the sand if because it's not going to be politicians knock on on their door enforcing you know so-called unconstitutional um, outright immoral laws um it's going to be cops it's going to be officer dick and his fucking SWAT team kicking in your door if they're coming for your guns if they're coming for your your basic freedoms if they're trying to haul you off to a fucking camp (laughs) <laughs> because you're sick, quote unquote, or whatever it might be, if they're dragging you out of out of your fucking churches, um, you know what's your line in the sand? When are you gonna say like I don't back the blue anymore? Because this shit is already happening in this country. It's already happening today, and uh, really, I think coming at it with with empathy for constitutionalists, if if that's the kind of people they are, um, you know. Lots of us, even myself, I considered myself a constitutionalist at one point. As a as a Brit, I was like, "Oh, things would be so much better if we had a, a clear constitution that we used." <laughs> but um, you know, you have have some empathy for people who still cling to those ideals and think that's you know the 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 good fairy tale that's gonna make everything right. If we just adhere to that, everything would work. Uh, have some empathy for where they're coming from and where they're stuck, and you know, just show them the unfortunate failures you know it's not just like it's easy enough to say oh the constitution's trash it's you know like you should have wiped their ass with it blah 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 whatever it's not worth the the parchment it's written on or the hemp it's written on (laughs) um you know all, all that's well and good but really have a little bit of empathy for where they're coming from and talk to them you know know your audience always know your audience when you're trying to defeat their points and and their sticking points that you know hold them up from kind of getting where you're coming from um you know it really depends on what what particular argument needs to be had and and what makes them a bootlicker in your mind but um that's the general angle i'd come from uh lots of lots of good questions here guys but 
Uh, I gotta edit this tonight and get it to you. So, uh, I'm gonna cut it a little bit early. Uh, thank you for all the good questions again. I, I really like doing these heavy Q&A episodes rather than it being like a little, you know, squished in bit at the end. So I think I'm gonna keep this up and kind of do, kind of kind of keep the first segment, uh, like 50% of it and then this, the other half, because I enjoy this. This is the part of the show where I relax. So, um, yeah. Also, <laughs> I microdosed a little bit earlier. I keep on forgetting that. Just uh, three stems. So... I think that kind of helped me, well, no, I know it helped me, kind of relax from this fucking stressful time, but, uh, chin up, people, you know, keep at it, it's, it's tough out there right now, but, you know, world hasn't ended yet, keep on pushing for those long-term goals to make yourself more free every single day. Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and, uh, hopefully you'll catch me next week.